Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to Riffs on Tap, episode number 65. I'm your host, Alejandro, joined with... Noah. No Riley today, unfortunately. Riley, uh, you know, schedule conflicts, work happens. Uh, sometimes you get busy, you know, we totally get it. We understand. Uh, I've had those weeks, and I know I've had those weeks before. Of course. So, no Riley today. Me and Noah, solo conversation. I'm really excited, actually. Solo conversation? You have to one-on-one. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, uh, or, as, you know, if you have two Mexicans, it's uh, one-on-one. Or a Mexican standoff. No, Mexican standoff requires three people, actually. Does it? It does. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah, because you used to have a regular standoff. <laughs> well, I'm not even Mexican, so I can't even say that. So never mind. Anyway, um, so uh, before we started recording, we actually had a really fun conversation. So um, Noah and Riley, they uh, they enjoy playing. You enjoy playing Valorant. I would. Say, I enjoy it more than other games. I'm not like really into playing games at the moment because I'm so busy with work. And plus, once I get home, I just want to go chill, uh, relax, take a shower, chill in my bed, possibly take a nap. And yeah, so I could say I, I enjoy it at times. Yeah, I'm I'm at the same way now. I've gotten to the point where I do not have the ability to invest a large amount of time into games. So I'm very picky choosy with what games I do choose to um, play. So you guys mentioned you guys want to play Valorant. I've never played it before. It's free to play. Fuck yeah, it's a first person shooter. I like first person shooters. They had mentioned it was Search and Destroy. I actually, that's my least favorite game mode of all first person <laughs> shooter modes. So I immediately went into to Deathmatch okay, and okay. played around there just to get a feel for the guns and yeah. gunplay and stuff. Um, but I gotta say, the game's really fun. I really enjoy it. Yeah, um, it's not bad. There's a lot of variety in like the characters you could play. Uh, not every situation is exactly the same, but uh, once you get into higher, higher levels of play, some things can be replicated. But in a way, when you're at our level of playing, because we don't play too much, it's just random, random chaos at at at, at most points of the game. Yeah, that's understandable. Like, it felt like there were certain games where, like, even though I had no communication with anyone, I didn't, I didn't text, I didn't message at all in the chat. Um, we, you could tell, like, when the team was coordinated and organized, and like they knew what the game plan was, and those games were always fantastic. Um, but there was other games where like everyone went a completely separate way and no one would pick up the spike and I'd be yeah. like, well, clearly we are not in a coordinated effort here. Exactly. That's um, why I don't play that game by myself because if I play that game by myself, I will literally go and say, well, there was a moment where I, where Riley started playing and I started playing again with them. And then there'd be days where they're playing call of duty. I hate call of duty. So I would play a Valorant game by myself. And then it was actually quite enjoyable seeing myself like actually like carrying in a way, but not fully caring, like using my utility in a way where I could actually help the team and also make shot calls. And we're back. Yes, we are. So Valorant for me, like, yeah, those (laughs) uncoordinated games fucking suck. And I just like it's frustrating solo queuing, solo queuing. I totally understand. I get it. I know people like in League of Legends talk about solo queuing. Like, it's impossible. You cannot do it. You're just going to get bad teammates. It's just how it is. 100%. Um, but yeah, I'm excited hopefully to play Valorant with you guys. Uh, it'll be fun. And uh, y'all just play some FIFA. I know Riley was excited for some FIFA. Oh, yeah. I actually completely forgot I said I'd download that game. So I need to actually download it. I'll probably end up getting Game Pass so I could actually just play for free. Yeah, that's what I mean. It, it's worth it. Gamepad did just increase in price from like $16 a month to $18 a month ah, or something. Whatever. 
Uh, of course, they have the deals where you can get like the first three months for like a dollar each or something. Okay. They always have uh, those kind of deals. That's how I got suckered in and then never canceled my thing. Hey. And yeah, it worked out. It's working out in the uh, long run. Like Valorant has the Microsoft deal. So Game yeah. Pass, you get all the characters. Exactly. If you ever played League of Legends, don't. I um, won't. You'll get all of the characters, whatever you want. Oh man, no, I I do not. Now that I'm a PC, I, I finally have the ability to play a game like League of Legends. Yeah, and I don't, I don't want to. I don't want to go down that path. Oh, don't, don't. It's not a good path. Years um, off my life. There is a point where I'm like, oh, where I di- when I did play it, I so I've been playing that game for a long time. I haven't played it in like a few years now, but I played it you since I relapsed. was like, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but, like, it was just, like, when I played that game, it got to the point where I got good enough where I could actually rage about the game and get a little sweaty with it. But I didn't like that. So, I... Uh, honestly, though, like, if I ever gone back, I went back to the game just to play a few games or, like, I played another games I used to play, I don't really get sweaty anymore. It's just more the fact that, like, I could just chill out and relax. I know what I'm doing, so I don't have to, like, actually, like get frustrated with myself the muscle memory is still there yeah exactly what would you say is your sweatiest game of all time of all time yeah like there was a point in your life where like fuck this was the game like you you were the absolute specifically if you want to say pure sweat not like me trying hard just because i was so like discombobulated and like had a headache from it portal 2 that, really? Yeah, I played that with one of my friends. Him and I literally had to take multiple breaks while going through uh, going through it because we got mad <laughs> headaches playing it. Um, but if I would say sweatiest, where I actually tried the hardest, I would say B- Call of Duty Black Ops Two when I actually enjoyed Call of Duty, the original. Yeah, Black which Ops is sad 2. to say. Yeah, Call of Duty Black Ops Two, the original. What do you mean the original? There's two of them. No, there isn't. Isn't there a second one? No. Well, there's Black Ops, uh, Black Ops, uh, and Black Ops Two. Yeah. How many Black Ops games are there? Two. <laughs> okay, so the Call of Duty franchise is very weird with their naming. Oh yeah, they're yeah. probably the Especially worst namers because they have. Um, oh my bad, I moved uh, the table. Um, but um, oh my gosh, I hate where this table standing. Sorry. Um, <laughs> uh. It they nowadays it is very weird with the game just for the fact that, oh, dang it, <laughs> I keep on hitting the table. But um, they it's really weird with the now uh, nowadays games because they are like copying the old. It's what you're thinking of is Modern Warfare. Okay, yeah. where they remade Modern Warfare. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, but Black Ops Two, pristine Call of Duty gameplay right there. Loved it. Every second, played it all the time whenever I was a kid. Um, yeah, just like I just remember many hours being put inside a game for fun and also for pure emotional distress, basically. For me, the Call of Duty game that that reminds me of, like that I get that feeling, is uh, World at War. World at War was good. I liked I, World at War. I like the his, the fact that there was some historical aspect to the game in terms of like the guns and everything and the weaponry. Yeah, I don't really like the futuristic gun stuff. Like, oh that's no. why I like playing a game like Apex is not really my thing. Valorant, the guns are very simple for the most part. Yeah, um, it's just preference at that point. I'm exactly. still also struggling to find a gun, by the way. Oh, so a uh, little tidbit. So the best guns in the game, like everyone uses, like once they have the money, 
So economy is really important in that game. So you're not always going to try your best to buy that gun because like, let's say you have exactly for that gun and you're like mid rounds where like if you buy the gun, you have nothing else. You don't want to buy it. You'll buy something cheaper, get a little bit of utility or something like that. But yeah, yeah. it's uh, um, it's either going to be the Vandal or the Phantom. Those are the two guns that are like the main guns people use in the game because it's that it's like a CSGO way where um can't remember the names, but there's the AK and then break. There's another gun for terrorists and counter terrorists. And then yeah. like so there's always those two main guns. And usually in games like that there were it's always gonna be like that. Okay. And then if you wanna switch it up, let's say as a main weapon, there's the a weapon called the operator or the op, which is the one shot sniper, basically. Oh, okay. One shot sniper above the waist, I believe, but I don't know. I don't remember. I do appreciate Valorant is very specific on like when you die, it shows you what was your output, what was their out there exactly input, uh, where you were hit, how many times you were hit there, total mm-hmm. damage. I'm like, wow, this is such useful, valuable information. Exactly. I would have preferred a kill cam, but I do appreciate a get <laughs> a the kill actual cam. What data. is this Call of Duty? I like to see, or at least like, get, give me a, a better third person view of like the scene, so I can be like, ah, you was over there. Oh, Destiny, okay. when you die, like, there's a third person scene, and you That's see your true. ghost. And I'm like, okay, you have an idea of what's around you. But, oh, the guy killed me from this side. So when you respawn, you can then know, okay, I need to go to this area. He's probably still at that. Okay, spot. yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, not exactly a kill cam. I think it's a little different, just because that game is so communication heavy they just want you, uh, to put you back into the action immediately while well back in the action of um watching your teammates yeah so you could actually like give them a call out or you know when not to speak because uh in Valorant we uh like when we play we use we use Discord but like of course when you have randoms you want to use your open mic yeah uh settings in there so whatever whatever works for you yeah, I need to figure out my audio. I'm I'm so bad at audio. I don't know why. Like, I can't seem to get it figured out. Like, even setting up for this podcast, getting the mics and the headphones correct is oh, yeah. well, a struggle every time. It's a, it's a, what's it called? It, it's a, it, it just takes time, honestly. That's why, like, we always say when we first started, like, oh, so it's only, uh, oh, sorry if the mics sound weird or some shit like that. We'll have it figured out next time. And then we do it. We fix it a little bit. Oh, wait, there's something else. And then now we're at that point, I feel like, where all of us have our own mics where we could just be like, okay, um, it's exactly where we, ha- uh, where, where we need it to be set and we don't have to worry about it. So, like, right now I'm using Riley's mic. That's, you probably, uh, I don't know whoever's watching. Um, or listening. or li- Yeah, or sorry, <laughs> listening, <laughs> eventually watching. Eventually, soon. Yeah. Um, my voice might be clearer because I'm using Riley's mic, and I'm trying to get used to his settings so I don't have to change his shit. If I change his shit, it's going to be over for me. You should, take a, you should take a screenshot of his settings. Never. Yeah, do it that way. No, I think I'm, I think I'm adapting pretty well. I feel like my waveforms are pretty nice. Uh, they're really good. I minimal uh, on terms of noise reduction or amplifying yeah. anything. Super, super minimal. Um, since we made these changes, especially to the tables, I don't have to hold on to this mic anymore. My exactly. hands are free to do all this acting, which is not accurately conveyed through voice because there's no video. Exactly. Exactly. But when the video does come, you'll get to see all the. Uh, I don't know. I'm just very emotive with my hands. It just. Hey. I don't know, it's how I talk. No, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. I'm not like that, but I do understand the people that are so, uh, like they, uh, that's how they express their emotions. So yeah, like Brock, 
Rest in peace, Brock. Just kidding. He's alive. <laughs> but he, uh, Brock, one who was on this podcast uh, for a while before me, he's a big emotion hand gesture guy. So uh, he is. He's very physical with his body. His, his body is part of the story. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Um, so talking about emotions, uh, I've been listening <laughs> to a lot of uh, music from all different types and stuff. I guess, I guess it leans a little more towards the rock side. Um, but, um, one album I hated the first time I listened to and I have fallen in love with since re-listening to, I don't know what brought me back, uh, exactly, but, um, was the Arctic Monkeys, their most recent album from last oh, yeah, year, yeah, yeah, The yeah. Car. You were, you were telling me about that. Yeah. Um, so I, I had messaged, um, uh, Riley and Noah earlier this week about how much I, I didn't like it at first, but I, on subsequent listens, I, I ended up falling in love with the album. Yes. There's something about that opening track, uh, There Better Be a Mirror Ball, that, I don't know, it's just so emotional. Like, I it, it fills me with emotion, like, very, like, melancholy, like, sadness. Yeah. Um, But the song really isn't about anything. There's very <laughs> few lyrics in there. What the fuck is a mirror ball? And the whole story of the album is very confusing with the car. And it's, they always refer to the car and things going on with the car, like body paint. Okay. Talking about changing um, and this and that, and you can still see parts of your old self sometimes. Okay. See, I would have never expected the car stuff to come into play because when I'm thinking about it, you said mirror ball. I'm like a disco ball. So the lines are, um, you can walk me to the car. Um, there better be, um, uh, you need to promise me that there's a mirror ball or huh. something along those lines. Yeah. Um, and it really isn't a lot of the lyrics beyond that. Um, so there's not really a story or anything. It's just really abstract. Also, from a, a musical standpoint, this album is fucking completely different than anything they've ever made. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but um, as I was doing more research and everything about this album, um, I was watching the interview with Zane Lowe with Alex Turner, the frontman for the Arctic Monkeys, and he Zane Lowe had asked him and, and talked about how there's like three sounds of Arctic Monkeys. Like there's the first couple albums. Uh, there's the mid albums, the AM period, and then now like this newer period that started off with their last album, Tranquility, um, uh, Bass Hotel and Casino, um, where it's more of like a less like, hey, let's all get together and let's let's jam out and rock. More of like we're recording the album, but we're recording a bunch of sounds for which Alex Turner is going to later work his magic on the computer to produce okay. into a more uh, full thing. Like I, I can't imagine them performing any of these tracks. No, hundred um, percent. Yeah. I, from the little bit I've listened to just because I had no idea that the Arctic monkeys even put out an album. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't even know when this was. I just, uh, uh, last brought, October, something last October, you brought it up. I'm like, do you know what? I'll listen to it. I'm like, that w- that makes a lot of sense. Like, yeah, it'd be, it'd be a little difficult or weird to actually do it live. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Strings play a big part in this album. There's a lot of strings in a lot of the songs. You have to have a, a string section. You can't just have one violin or something. Yeah, I noticed that at least by one song. I forget the song's name, but I did. Uh, I just went through the album one song uh, like after the other, mm-hmm. starting at the beginning. From what I noticed, yeah, there is some strings in there. I didn't realize it was different. I only know like three, four Arctic Monkey songs, uh. which is pretty disrespectful. I feel like because they're they are a great band. They have a lot of like songs that people will live and die by type of stuff. The AM album is 
probably the greatest rock album of all time, in my opinion. Okay. Of the modern era. Okay. It is that good. From front to back, no skips, perfect album. Okay. It, and it is Arctic Monkeys at their, like, just peak of, like, being rock stars. Okay. Um, And I would say after that album, when they, when they released Tranquility, uh, Base Hotel and Casino, mm-hmm. um, they were transitioning more to like, we want to do what we want to do as artists and musicians. And we want to explore new ideas. Okay. And Alex Turner kind of took a turn. One thing that influenced that was apparently on his 30th birthday, he was gifted a piano and he had said he had, you know, plays piano and familiar with it, but that's not really something he'd spent a lot of time with. So he spent a lot of time just really learning piano and playing piano and it helped develop the ideas that would become um, tranquility based. Mm. Um, and so they transitioned more from the four piece rockers to more a different sound um, that started with tranquility base and, and evolved more with the car uh, where it's it's very spacey, like there's lots of moments of silence at times, okay. where it allows for just like the environment and the atmosphere of the track to just build and develop uh, in a way that is so different from how they used to do it back in like AM. Yeah, on that album where it was just like the guitar is gonna be loud and the drums are gonna fucking hit and I'm gonna say some cool fucking hook and you're all gonna repeat it and it's gonna be great. It's very different. Um, but I really appreciate like the way they're developing as a band, but highly recommend if I, cause you haven't listened to it and anyone else, if you've never heard of the Arctic monkeys, go listen to their album. AM. It's fantastic. It's wonderful. I can listen to those songs on repeat and never be bored of them. All right. I got to check it out. Oh, or at least check out a full album. So I'm not just listening to the same five songs there that are probably their most five famous songs. I don't know. They have about 10, like really no, exactly. Songs. I'm just going based off the fact of like, it, probably if you go on Spotify or Apple Music and they show the top five, mm-hmm. it'll probably be those five songs. That's what I know. Yeah. Yeah. I will tell you all the songs on the car are probably nowhere near the top. If okay. you could look at all of them ranked, they'd probably be at the bottom. Okay. Well, well, uh, we'll see. One day I'll, uh, one day I'll listen to it. It just depends on if I remember and... I'll probably remember. Honestly, I've been pretty good I'm, with like actually listening to music that people tell me to listen to. I'm horrible. On the way home, go listen to one song. One yeah. song off of AM and you'll be like, what the fuck this is a completely different band? Well, I don't know. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. I, but the thing is, on my way home, that's probably not going to be an option at all. Because currently at this very moment, oh. good, good little segue, um, the NBA draft is going on. And I am like... Uh, you might not see it because there is no video. Um, <laughs> um, I am looking at my phone constantly right now just to see like um, updates on what's happening. Of course, I already know Victor Wembanyama is going to go number one. Um, we it don't is, know that for certain. It's a hundred percent. It's a hundred percent. Look, I get it. He's been here. and We got the statue built and everything. Um, but you know, you never know. I you never know. know. You That's never true. know. I don't know. We'll see though. So, like, with me right now, I'm just like, okay. So, basically, I'm just trying to, like, I, I'm, uh, so my team right now, I don't care about anything else. Uh, I don't care about the Spurs. They could get Victor Wembanyama. It makes me sad. I would have loved have, to have Victor Wembanyama just to see the Anyone possible would. potential of that yeah. he does have. 
because we don't know. He could be a bust or like he can't play at the NBA level because he's too skinny or something like that. Yeah. And then number two, I'm um, it's already been stated. Brandon Miller probably going to uh, from, I believe, Alabama. Um, he's probably going to go number two to the Hornets. And then number three, my team, my favorite team, the one team I will always root for, the Portland Trailblazers. We are at number three, and the best pick possible will be Scoot Henderson, what? which is a great player. He's fantastic. Some people might say that he is better than uh, Brandon Miller, because, uh, or at least has the more solidified chance that he will actually be a solid player in this league, people have said. Because he has an NBA-ready body. He is a good player, athletic, a decent shooter, a good uh, playmaker. But the only problem I see with it is we could turn him into a wing, but would he want to play a wing? And we are a very guard-heavy team as the Portland Trailblazers, so I don't know if we need it. And right now, the San Antonio Spurs are on the clock right Ooh. now. And we already know who's going, so there's no point of even looking. I'm going to put my phone down. Why did they... I, I get it, like, that they have to go on the clock and everything, but, like, for the first pick, you would think that it's like, okay, for every sport, you know, it should be like, all right, we've thought about this enough. Like, we, yeah. we, we know who we're picking. Well, I, I would say yes. Uh, like, it makes sense what you're saying, but it depends on the draft, too. So, like, last year, let's say, um, there was a, a Palo Bancaro, um, uh, why am I blanking on his name? He's on the Houston Rockets. It's because he had a very lackluster year. Um, I know nothing about basketball, so I cannot help you with this one. And Riley's not here, so sorry. Yeah, let me just say, okay, he's on the Houston Rockets. Big guy. They're all big guys that got drafted last, uh, last year. And then Chet Holmgren. Um, <laughs> never got to play last year because he got injured uh, just before the season starts. But all three of them, any one of them could have gone first overall. Ah, like, it was that close of a race for all three of them. Really? But people realize, okay, it's Paolo Bancaro. Uh, or, or at he's least, so good. Yeah, he's very good. Um, I uh, can't wait to see what's happening or what's going to happen with him over the offseason, see what he could whip up for us. But, like, l- uh, last year, yes, it's a very, like, you didn't know who's going to get picked. A lot of, there was a lot of controversy behind it. But okay. then uh, this year, that's 100% Wembenyana. There is no yeah. choice besides Wembenyana at number one. Just because of the ceiling he has as a player, would you say that basketball is a sport that it's in your best interest just to draft someone with the physical attributes you need rather than the technical skill that they need? It depends because because there is a point where, like, even if they might have the physical attributes you need. They might have had a workout with you or workouts with multiple teams that like just didn't go well. So like they don't show promise as a player. So it'd be too risky yeah. to actually pick them up. So most of the time, it's honestly best just to pick up the best next player. Okay. Yeah. Instead of just like picking what your team needs, because that is still a thing where even if you pick the next best player, there are chances that uh, teams could contact your team and be like, hey. Let's make a trade. Exactly. And then stuff like that. So uh, another option for the Blazers, though, I wanted to bring up was we could possibly not even use our pick. Trade it. Yeah, exactly. Trade it and bring in veteran veteran, uh, star power onto our team, which is what we need. Uh, Defense and veteran veteran star power. That's really all we need. 
We'll see. I'm nervous about it. I'm, all I'm happy is that the Trailblazers have said it publicly that they sh- have shut down every trade deal that came to them before the draft about trading Damian Lillard. Because, yeah, I did see that. Yeah, so I'm happy. Oh, there it is. Um, yep, I just saw. No, Victor Wembanyama, number one pick overall. So where does this kid play? I, I know nothing about this guy. I just know he's tall. He played for the French League. Ah, okay. And the French national team, yes. How old is he? He is 19, I believe. He's seven foot four, 237 pounds, a pure bone. Because <laughs> I, I, it, uh, Victor Wibanyama, that's a uh, last name I've seen in soccer, also from France as well. So I was like, yeah. okay. Maybe or maybe they know each other. Possibly. There's, yeah. there's, a, there's a handful of soccer players with interesting last names, and I'm like, oh, what a very unique last name, and realize it's not unique at all, and a lot of people have it. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, ah, okay, I guess no name, no name is truly unique, I guess. Yeah. There's always someone else with, with, uh, with that last name. Exactly. So honestly though, if the Charlotte Hornets decide to make last sick, uh, last second, like little audible and be like, do you know what? We'll pick up Scoot Henderson and place them with a LaMelo ball. Uh, Brandon Miller. I'm, I would happy to accept that guy <laughs> yeah. any day, any um, day. So I saw, uh, Michael Jordan selling the team. Yes. So. Uh, obviously, he just announced that, so he hasn't sold it yet. Yes. So is he still uh, involved with the decision-making process of this current draft? I believe so he is. Uh, I don't know how far they are, like, in the in like the behind-the-scenes of, like, uh, what they're doing with, like, the paperwork and all that jazz. So we'll see if he does have any decision. He probably still does, but, like, I wouldn't doubt it if they're like, ah, nah, well, you're good. You don't have to be a part of this. But either way, I don't think they would make a little audible. I'm just hoping, but we'll see what happens. But Michael Jordan, I remember whenever he first announced that he was going to sell the team, a lot of people were kind of angry about it. Really? Because um, it's, it was more of the fact of other famous and like also high profile black people were um, saying, uh, what's it called? It's kind of deteriorating the like black ownership within like these high level um, enterprises. So, uh, because like after him, I don't think anybody, uh, uh, there's maybe not as high as he was because he was a majority owner. I don't think there's any, anybody as high as he is in like ownership of NBA or I don't even, is there anybody in the NFL that, uh, any owners that are known that are, uh, of African, uh, American descent? Mm, no, I don't think we have any, any black owners. Okay, see, exactly. So it's just like, that's the main reason why people were kind of mad about it. But honestly, it's his choice. This man's a freaking, possibly could be cuspic billionaire status eventually in his life. Yeah. Yeah, so like, uh, I don't blame him, whatever. Let him sell it. I don't care. I'm sorry that if I offend people, but it's, it's his choice. You can't be mad about him for making his own choice. The other thing, too, is if he truly loves the team, uh, he's at a point now where it's probably best to let go because he's done shit with that team. Oh, yeah. Uh, they've gone nowhere. They haven't drafted well. They haven't they just haven't done well. It's, it's, exactly. It's not been successful from a business standpoint or from a you know, glory standpoint. You no, know? 100%. So, uh, hey, man, you don't always win them all. Exactly. You got to move on. Except and for so, Michael Jordan, who actually wanted a one a lot, or you could say all, whenever he was playing. <laughs> but 
if you look at what Michael Jordan accomplished and you compare it with athletes from other sports, do you feel that he stands above the rest? Or do you feel like they're greats from other sports that are like, and this guy hasn't even done anything compared to what we've done? I don't know. I couldn't tell you, honestly. So I'll give you an easy one. What if what if we compare Tom Brady to Michael Jordan? Who's better? Yeah. Well, they both won six championships. That's true. Well, it's like, I feel like when it comes to being just a household name in general, people will probably, uh, pro- probably majority of people would probably know Michael Jordan over Tom Brady, in my opinion. He is a brand. He is branded. He, he exactly. made himself a brand which has been very vital to getting into the conscience of people. Exactly. Um, so, but like you can't, uh, in a way of like, who's better. You can't really compare just because it's just like, you can't, um, they're both very great players in their own sports. They, neither of them have played their, what's it called? Uh, their other sport, um, each other's sport professionally. So you can't say either, but if I would say just because I'm not as big of a football fan, I'm just like, okay, I'll go with Michael Jordan okay. with as my answer. If I had to make an answer, that's understandable. Yeah. Um, I just think about some of the soccer players and like some of the things they've accomplished. Yeah. And, and it just like, you look at like Messi and Ronaldo's numbers and stuff. And I'm just like, damn, like they've won, you know, this championship this many times and this one that many times and championships that most players would just be happy to be a part of and attempt to try to win one. Yeah. They've won like seven of them. Exactly. Type of deal. And I feel like if if we but then you also look at tennis and we're watching the greatest tennis players of all time at this moment. They're they're coming to the ends of their careers. Oh, 100%. But we cuz like it's funny you, they always say oh they're going to be the next big one, the next great or whatever. But sometimes you watch an era of a sport where you literally watch the greatest that there will ever be. Exactly. Um, it's like with us seeing Steph Curry, greatest shooter of all time. You can't really deny him that anymore. So, like, it's just like you're gonna we're gonna see the uh, end of his career probably in the next six years or something like that. Seven uh, seven years, depending on how he plays. Just, but like, um, it's just gonna be like, dang, we're losing this guy, and then Kevin Durant around the same age, uh, Russell Westbrook around the same age, Damian Lillard around the same age because he was a four year college student. Um, some of these guys are just like going to be gone in the next six or seven years. And you're like, Oh shit, it's time for the next line of people, which we already have in like people like Luka Doncic, uh, the name we, uh, I don't want to say, but John Morant in a way. Um, who else? Um, <laughs> if he's even going to be part of the NBA next yeah, year, Patrick Mahomes. And let's say another sport. Yeah. Uh, Mbappe for, uh, Mbappe. Oh, man. Mbappe. Oh, yeah. he's so good. Yeah, exactly. So Mbappe for, uh, France and all that kind of stuff. I don't even know what team he, uh, like organization he plays for. He plays for PSG. PSG. Thank you. Uh, See, Paris that's Saint just Germain. ignorance right there. It's hey, you, hey get FIFA and you'll be able to understand. No, honestly, all the teams. I, I probably would because that's how I learned about basketball or yeah. NBA because I played, I started playing 2K back in 2K10 and I was like, oh, okay. And then there's a point where I'm like, I can name you every single player in the NBA, even if he's a third string guy. Yeah. Now, probably not, just because I don't keep up with all these, like... Um, you don't have the time anymore. Unrestricted anymore. people. Yeah, exactly. As a kid, you could sit there all day and play NBA 2K, and no one was going to tell you anything. So, yeah, you, I, I always think about that, because I'm like, man, I used to know a lot more when I was younger. I'm like, yeah, because you had the time to learn it. And also, that's around the time where information is absorbed easier. Yeah. Because you could pick up on a whole year's worth of sports statistics and be able to rattle them off. No, honestly, I... 
I could have done that. On uh, that's a hundred percent true because I could have done that easily back then. Now couldn't tell you. Well, uh, at least for the teams I pay attention to, I could tell you. But like, I couldn't tell you like other uh, other teams that I don't couldn't give a flying fuck about. So. Yeah, 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 I get you. <coughs> uh, my brother's the same way. He's uh, he's a savant with uh, fucking statistics. You're not thinking about any NFL. Season, you know, <laughs> he'll have it. So I know he because all he does is I. He used to always just watch sports YouTube videos constantly. Yes. Um, he watch highlight videos and this and that. I feel because he still has it, a lot of that knowledge. And I'm just like, is he still? Is he just always has the YouTube videos on in the background, just constantly absorbing new facts as he's studying? Probably. And doing other stuff? Honestly, there's like that. Um, there's like that. I can't. Why am I thinking? Of, uh, can't think of the word right now. It's kind of like AFK in a way, but like, um, uh, what's it called? But you just absorb information without actually paying attention to the information. Oh, you're talking about... Um, you know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about, I, but I also don't the have the words for it yeah, either. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But, like, yeah, that happens all the time to to me. Like, I will just pick up something, like, randomly. Yeah, you just even, learn things in the background. Yeah, yeah, even today, like, I'm just like, oh, crap. Now I know. <laughs> like, my brain's like, um, you know what? That seems important. I'll keep that. Even if it might be the most minuscule thing in the world, I'll keep that information. Hey, man, I'm going to hold on to Arizona got its statehood in 1912. I'm going to remember that. That's a fact <laughs> I'm going to remember now. See, for me, that all those dates left my mind already. Ah, 1912, Arizona. Because it's so recent. What was that, 110 years ago? 111 years ago? Yes. Yeah. Man, that is yeah. That's actually kind of crazy if you think about it. Exactly. They, now this is my point where I'll keep uh, I'll keep that information. Now, nineteen twelve, Arizona became a state. Yeah, yeah. it's just so late in the game. So much happened in America, yeah, and then Arizona was like, and, and the states around it were yeah. already in the United States. So Arizona was just like a little piece of like Mexico. It was like little things sticking out, being like, "This is still our land. Please get the fuck out of here." Exactly. Um, I don't know how we. I assume we bought it from Mexico. That's how oh yeah, we obtained yeah, it. I think so. Arizona. Um, but it's just weird to be like, ah, we need to get to California from Texas. Mm-hmm. We have to go around. Yeah. That's not, that's Mexico. We're not going to go through Mexico to get to California. Exactly. Around. 1912. Uh, uh, draft update. Uh, sh- um, the Charlotte Hornets have picked Brandon Miller of Alabama. Wow. wow. Yeah. Shocker. That's shocker, dude. I'm, I'm dead inside. <laughs> <laughs> but well, I don't know if this you little draft. Scoot, though. Huh? Yeah. Get- the boy scoot. Hey. I'm not mad at having Scoot, but the thing is, does my team need him? Probably not. So there's always that trade potential. I'm just wondering, does the NBA app, if a trade happens during the draft, because that always happens type of stuff, would it show on this app? I would love to know. Like it just Yeah, said, I would hope so. It just says, uh, Damian Lillard and the number three pick were <laughs> traded. I'm like, huh? I'd be pissed. Yeah. Um... But yeah, I completely forgot about the draft happening today until you mentioned it uh, earlier before we started. And I was like, oh, yeah, you know, because uh, everyone kept talking about Wibanyama. He's done a lot of press lately. And I was just like, oh, yeah, they drafted him. I was like, no, they haven't. The draft hasn't <laughs> happened yet. Yeah, but it, it was basically set in stone. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I That picture online that keeps going around is him holding that baseball. Oh, yeah. I'm just like, wow, man. And his shitty ass first pitch. <laughs> oh, I didn't see the first yeah, pitch. It, it went far left. Oh, it went man. far left. If you got to do a first pitch at like even a minor league game, yeah. it doesn't have to be a major league game. You're practicing beforehand, right? I'm practicing 100%. Mine's going to be sh- freaking paint. Absolute yeah. paint, straight heater for my arm. <laughs> I don't know what my arm heat would be, 
<laughs> I'm gonna guess lower ech- uh, high, a mid echelon of 75. That's pretty fast, though. Yeah, I could. I one pitch, one pitch in a dream. I'm hitting at least 75. I wanna, without a doubt. I want to go take you somewhere where you can get the speed. Honestly, I, I really want to do that. <laughs> oh, they they usually have it. Like I saw uh, the Houston Astros Stadium. Um, they have a lot of activities outside yeah, the stadium. Exactly. I know That's, exactly what you're talking yeah, about. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. They have one of those two where you can fucking throw the, yeah, throw it's the like ball. Five everything. bucks though per ball. Excuse me. Hey mm-hmm. man, you. I, I want to see you do it so you can throw up 45 and be like, oh, 45. Dude. That was as fast okay. as I could throw. I'm not trying to toot my own horn here, <laughs> but I've I've realized I'm pretty good in. Uh, uh, I've been pretty good growing up at like if I watch something enough. Uh, what's called I could pick it up not exactly like their heat but at least be able to like use techniques of like to actually <laughs> you could gosh, you no, 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 I'm dead serious I'm dead serious <laughs> like whenever I was younger um uh, getting into snowboarding right I literally all I did growing up before I started snow uh snowboarding I watched my uh I watched my let's just say we'll just put it stepdad quote unquote um he snowboarded I picked up what he did. Also, first time I snowboarded, I was just watching people and what they did. I'm like, easy. And then I (laughs) went out my first day, fell like maybe once or twice trying to figure it out. After that, shredding. Absolute shredding. Because I just like, oh, shit, that's easy. Like, oh, shit, that guy's doing a little counterweight action. Okay, easy peasy. Same way with skiing. Literally skiing, I don't, uh, like, it might be some of the easiest shit I've done in my life. Like, literally, I've never skied before three years ago. Uh, yeah, three years ago, I went up to Colorado and uh, with uh, a few of my friends, skied for the first time, literally put those guys on, bombed the hill easily. Dude, nice. not even not even a problem. That's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like I've always been good at that. So the way you originally described it, it made me think of Kakashi. It was like, I'm copying their technique. No, not exactly copying But I, I get what you're saying, and I will say that is the best way to learn. No, exactly. Is to learn by observing others. Learn, watch someone who's really good at the thing you're struggling with. And uh, did, they, did the trade go through? Or no, the uh, what's it called? The Blazers have picked up Scoot Henderson. Oh, there you go. See? Of the G you League. You predicted it. You're... Yeah. Hey, I'm gonna need the next five numbers in a little bit so I can go in the lottery. Um, so uh, I'm pretty sure the Houston Rockets are gonna pick up Amin Thompson. Oh, there you go. Okay, yeah, that's my that's right. my next uh, thought right there. That's, his, that's what he's predicting. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> but learning by observation. Yeah. When I was at work, when I was struggling with something, I would always I would watch the people who are really good at it. Mm-hmm. Like, what are they doing? Like what? Like what am I doing wrong here? And I learned so much just by observing. 100. percent And I I teach that now. I tell people like. I'll be like, uh, go watch so and so. Like, watch the way they do it. And exactly. Like, Notice how it's different. The smart ones will be like, oh yeah, and they'll learn. The dumb ones will be like, why do you ask me to watch that guy? Yeah, he's cut. He's doing the thing. Like, I can do the thing too. Exactly. Like, All right, keep fucking up over there. Then keep doing your thing. Then. Hundred percent. See, like the only sport that I would say that like didn't really uh, what's called translate in that way, uh, but like I kind of learned from watching like my friends do it is golf. Golf is probably one of the hardest ones to do just for the fact that it's so specific on the technique or or else you're just either going to top the ball, hit in straight into the ground, or you're just going to freaking not even hit the ball at, in general. So, like, that's one of the hardest ones. But, like, I, when I did play, whenever I was uh, – this is before I knew you. We were uh, living in the apartment um, – What's it called? Uh, we would go play golf a lot. Like, not anything serious. We just go to, like, the par 3 San Pedro thing. 
Nice. And then I would learn just by watching that. I'm like, okay, I see that. I still have bad habits, of course, but like I was actually able to hit the ball kind of nicely, weirdly enough. Like I just remember one specific thing. It was probably one of the best, no, second best feeling I ever had in golf was I, uh, we were at the San Pedro Par 3 and uh, we all hit, uh, over hit our ball. It ended up behind this tree that, um, it was straight, all of us. It had, uh, uh, behind the street, that was a Y. I'm like, dude, uh, everyone was like, dude, uh, we should just go around it. I'm like, dude, I'm hitting that Call straight through. Shot. I called it, went right through, way overshot it, but it went right through, right over the green. But I was like, damn, I just did that shit. <laughs> the goal was through the tree, not to put it on the green. Exactly, exactly. Uh, dude, that's fucking awesome. We, we need to go play. I'm no, 100%. A, I'm, I'm actually going to go play tomorrow. Uh, my uncle really wanted to play, and he's like, I was like, yeah, you're more than welcome to join. And yeah. I was just like, yeah, you know what? Uh, fuck it. I'll, I'll go ahead. I'll, I'll play with y'all. And so uh, I, haven't, I haven't swung a club in like four or five months now. It, it's been a while. Yeah. So I'm really, uh, I'm interested to see how the swing's going to look tomorrow. I'll 100%. Be, be shanking it around the place. Can I bring up my, my, my favorite though feeling? Because I don't know. I think golf has some of the best feelings of actually hitting a ball, right? You're just like, oh my God. It's that amazing. felt great type thing. I just remember, I think I was playing, it was me, Riley, um, Brad, and Colin. Uh, we were all at, I forget what it's called, uh, Rebecca Creek oh, shitty yeah, golf yeah. course. Oh, it's very shitty. Yeah. Uh, so I think we were on the eighth hole uh, before you do that little turnaround to the next, uh, is the it back nine? nine? Yeah, yeah, the back nine. I think it was the eighth hole. I just remember... First off, uh, off <laughs> um, just straight up a horrible hit to start off with. And I think it was a par three or four. I think it was a four. And then I just remember trying to find my ball. I found it. It was in a decent spot. I'm like, I could hit this. And then not even thinking. I think it was just more the things of like my. I let my body naturally move. I hit this ball. Beautiful. I'm like, what the hell was this? Like, I had the feeling. I'm like, this feels great. Yeah. I lost it in the sun. I was <laughs> like, oh no, where is it going? I just see it land, literally landed three feet away from the hole. I oh, almost yeah. hit Riley and Brad. They're like, who hit that? I'm like, <laughs> I did. It was me. And then I missed the three-foot putt. <laughs> that's life. That, that's life. There's no – it's impossible to put two good golf shots uh, together in a row. I'm just bad at putting, I found out. Because um, Riley's parents, they have uh, – they have a small putting green that actually is kind of aggressive. Oh, dude, I can't wait to go see it. It's super it. tiny, but it's like it, it actually has some uh, like nar- not like it's aggressive slopes for the average player. But like, oh, my gosh, I was just like pouting. And I, I got I've gotten close so many times. I've never made a single one yet. Oh, my God. Well, I don't play that much with them. So oh, like whenever I was like, hey, no, come over here. Let's uh, let's hit a few. Twenty five percent. Twenty five cents per hole. If you make it. Um, you make it 50 cents. I'm like, okay, sure. I have it one once. All right, I'm going to go over there. I'm going to take everyone's money. Honestly. yeah, I, dude, I, I, I have no idea to put. I basically owe, I think I am down now $1.50. <laughs> that's a lot, man. Yeah, it's, to, a, it's a lot for what we're betting. We used to play for quarters back in the day, and like, if you're paying out in dollar bills, you're like, damn, you fucking sucked, man. Like, or if you could be like Riley and Brad who just love to bet their – Wallets dry. Basically. They're just it, they're they're passing back and forth the same five hundred dollars. Oh, whatever. you'd be you'd be mad surprised right now. Riley hasn't lost his uh, lost any money from Brad in a while. Really, ever since this one night. Because I just remember it specifically. Brad was just feeling himself, playing good. Riley just started popping off. 
got all his money back plus more. I think uh, I think Riley now is up like three hundred bucks. They're playing darts. Darts, yes. Yeah. Darts and pool, yes. Yo, I'm playing some darts, dog. Dude, ain't darts is fun. It's I'm so, fun. so sad that our bar doesn't have the machine anymore. Somebody broke it. Don't know who. Oh, did. someone broke. Yeah. I was wondering why it wasn't there. I thought it was like a temporary thing, like they they move it around or something it was somewhere else. But uh, oh, that sucks. Someone yeah. broke the machine. I'm pretty sure we were. Uh, our group was. Uh, well, yeah, the group in general was the only ones who actually gave it money at all. Probably, but it was yeah. fun just because like it's our uh, the, our own little bar. Nothing much goes on besides drinking in there, and then we had our one little dartboard or electric dartboard that we loved so much. Dude, can we talk about the guy? There, there was two interactions we had the other day at that bar um, that I thought were fucking hilarious. Are you talking about the guy that was super competitive over trivia, even though he was cheating? Yes, exactly. <laughs> that guy um, who he was just so fucking over the top. And like, I guess to set the scene, so we're we're at the bar, we're we're at our table, we're near where they're you turn in your answers. So this guy walked by. First couple times, didn't really say anything, but kind of, like, looked over. Um, and there was one point where he, like, made a comment as he walked by. Yeah. And then it was like, oh, ha And uh, the following time, like, talked to us a little bit more. And then every interaction, every question, like, it expanded and expanded. So they got to the point where he's having full-on fucking conversations with yeah. us. Uh, each answer, he goes and delivers. Uh, all the way down to the final answer, he's over here. All, they're talking about their answers together, and I'm like, yeah. "Motherfucker, what are you going to do? Fucking uh, erase them and rewrite them together? <laughs> Fucking cheaters!" Um, so, but this guy, he was just so over the top, and like, he's a regular. He's a regular. Yeah, we've uh, seen uh, we've met uh, we've seen him multiple times. Yeah, so it's <laughs> not really a. It's uh, like for I'm, me, it was a first. So it's first time I've seen that guy. It's a lot. Yes. Yeah. It's. I'm just like, oh man. Because, yeah, y'all two were both so easy to just get on your phones and be like, ignore them. And I was like, ah, oh, damn, I'm the only person paying attention now. I was like, fuck. And I was like, ah, right, I'm trapped in this conversation. Please leave. Let um, me say, he is a chill guy. But the thing is, when he is drinking, he gets a little rowdy. He's always been like that. Okay. Yeah. That's so, interesting like, to know. I can't. Uh, I, I have no, I have nothing against that guy. So, like. Yeah. It's it just was like, just an interesting interaction. Oh, 100%. I was like, not expecting Especially it. for you, who've never, who's never met this guy before. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was just, just like. like you were just flabbergasted. We're just a random group of people. And I was like, oh, you know, you've, you're familiar with this person. Yeah, yeah. A lot, so, it makes a lot more sense now. Exactly. Now, I was just like, we're just, a, we're, just we're strangers. Yeah, exactly. Why, why are we going on about this? Yeah. Well, you, I feel like you should, <laughs> shouldn't have been too surprised that, that we possibly might have known him just because, like, we when we first got there, that guy was just like, oh, what's up, dude? Uh, how's your old job? Or like, are you still at that old job? And I'm like, oh shit, I haven't seen that guy in like a year and a half, maybe two years. And then uh, you're just like, oh, you know that guy? I'm like, yeah, he. Uh, I used to see him a lot when I came here. So I just like, I don't know. You just see those faces here and there that you know. Yeah, I. It was funny uh, meeting a bunch of people there, and I was just like, oh yeah, I remember you from back in the day. I'm a fucking. I knew it. It was Amin right? Thompson. Yeah. Oh okay. All right. Well, who's next then? Go That's ahead. That's a good question. <laughs> hey, get on to uh, what's the betting website? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, uh, DraftKings, yeah, put a bet on who the next player draft is going to be because I think he, <laughs> he, you're good on this one. If I'm going to be honest, uh, I feel like it was a secured thing knowing who how it was going to go. Amen Thompson, he could have gone fifth or fourth. I just put my money that he would go fourth, and he did because um, the Detroit uh, the Detroit, um, Detroit Pistons uh, don't really need a guard. 
uh, and he is a guard. So I'm just like, okay, this makes a lot more sense for yeah. the Rockets to pick him up because um, they do have two guards, but one's really more of a small forward. So I'm just like, oh, this would probably work out for them. So I'm um, Thompson. And then we'll see where his brother goes because he has a twin brother in the same draft. He'll, oh, his awesome. twin brother will probably go around 14 or 15. It'd be weird for them not going the same draft for one of them. Be like, I'm actually going to take an extra year in college. You go on ahead with that. Well, the thing you. is, both of them did not go to, uh, didn't go to college. Oh, really? They took the new route that you could uh, you could take to go again oh, to the draft, uh, the overtime, uh, overtime elite, like okay. the whole overtime uh, new league thing that's meant to like develop players and stuff like that. Okay. So like that's the route they took. Uh, apparently it was enough to impress people. I'm not impressed by the Thompson brothers, but people could hate on me for saying that. But like same with uh, Scoot Henderson. He didn't take the college route. He went straight. Uh, he was in this uh, uh, new program in the G League called the G League Ignite. It's not really new anymore, but the G League Ignite is basically a kind of the same version. Like It's like a college thing, but not really a college thing at the same time. This is well so they go they go against all all the other G League teams to show what they got and stuff like that. Okay. But it's mainly full of like younger guys, the Ignite team specifically. Okay. It's not really a G League. It's not like a team affiliated G League team. It's its own uh, uh, standalone thing. thing. Yeah, okay. exactly. Man, I, this must be what it's like when we'll talk about superhero stuff to people <laughs> who don't do superheroes. Because I'm just like. Yeah, he's part of this team, but then he's not that one, and they're eligible for this and that. I'm just like, this is really complicated. Oh, I know. I know. Because back in the day, it was, it was the NBA, and that was it. Then they added, what, the G League was the first additional? Well, they, they always had the G League, but it used to be called something else. It was... It, it was, was like the, the D League, the, the D League, yeah, the developmental league. league. It was the D League. Yeah, yeah. Then they turned into G League as soon as the G League, uh, the D League, got like a Gatorade sponsor, and then after that, it just bloomed into like a full on its own. It's like it's basically the minor leagues. Yeah, like the single A, uh, the single A, triple A. But I would say it's just straight up triple A uh, affiliate type teams. But yeah, that's really it. I, honestly, I could talk anybody's head off about basketball whenever I want to. But I won't do that anymore. I think that's it. Honestly, I saw what I needed to see. I'm gonna unlock. Uh, I'm gonna lock my phone now. All right, I'm gonna unlock my phone because actually I'm gonna get into some music. Okay. So I've actually listened to a lot of different stuff this okay. week, and so I'm just gonna touch on a little bit of it just because we're getting close to time. I feel that. Um, I'll I'll start off I guess on what I went into first. So while I was listening to the Arctic Monkeys, I noticed they had a mix, a DJ mix, and I was okay. like, "That's cool." Uh, a rock band doing a DJ mix. I said, that's going to be great. They're going to, you know, uh, play a lot of their favorite rock songs from different artists and this and that, whatever, and play a rock DJ set uh, or alternative DJ set, which is super cool um, and fun. Uh, It was not that at all. Uh, It felt like it was just like Alex Turner's favorite fucking rap songs from (laughs) uh, obscure artists. Okay. The most, the person that, whose name that stands out to me who I'm like, okay, like it's unknown kind of known kind of deal is, is Victor Vaughn. Okay. Yeah. So I was like, okay, that's, that's uh, MF doom side project. Okay. But a lot of these others, I'd never heard of them before. <laughs> and I was just like, who are these people? Oh, okay. Most F's on there. That's, okay. That's well known. But, um, yeah, it, it was an interesting DJ mix. Um, I want more rock bands to make DJ mixes. Just, 
I just want them to like give me a pure, like legit remixes or just like those, like people say it's a remix or, or, DJ, or DJ mixes. Okay. A DJ mix. Okay, yeah. So okay, just okay. give me an hour of songs that you feel like playing. And, okay. And just having a cohesive mix. Oh, okay. 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 To see how, what is a rock artist? Listen what, to. Yeah. What do they listen to? What do they want to show me? Oh, okay. What okay. is it they want to present? I thought you were going a different path of like an actual DJ. Like, let's say. Um, Band of Horses, um, Funeral. I think it's Excision, or is it? Remix? Oh, there, there's a yeah, there's a remix of that song. It's real yeah, popular. yeah, that's probably the most popular version of it. Yeah, in my opinion now. Uh, but like, I thought that's what you were talking about. Uh, in general, no, yeah, I kind of uh, my lisp got in the way. Like DJ mix. Okay, okay. Um, well, hey, hey, don't you think it's uh, uh, like on the topic of that? So there's those songs that come out, right? And yep. then they, there's those DJs that remix it and then they those versions of the song end up becoming more popular than original is would if you were an artist and that happened to you like let's say your song is still popular but the dj mix comes out and you're like everyone's like oh shit this this shit's fire and then you're and the, it becomes way more popular would you feel disrespected or would you be like damn that's sick as fuck I as an as an artist myself, I would be honored <laughs> because someone enjoyed my original music so much that they felt that they wanted to have their own spin in it. Okay, and they produced something that I didn't think of, and I couldn't come up with. And it, and if it is the next big thing, I'm just like well, that's fucking awesome. Oh yeah, because you you were the original inspiration for that song. Okay, I, I like that answer. Um, do these people get royalties? Yes, still? they do. You still make the money. You it has your name on it, so it's, okay. you are still making bank ah. off of that. So uh, just recently, Calvin Harris and Ellie Goulding put out that song "Miracle," a banger, a banger. such a banger. Wow, like, um, it's fantastic. I was um, wrong. Oh. The twin brother went fifth. Really? I'm surprised. I thought he was going to go high tens. What happened? To, uh, we're done with the the. NBA sorry, sorry. I, I was just. I just got curious. <laughs> my bad. My bad. My bad. My bad. I, I don't. I, I logged off. I don't need. Your, I don't need your lotto numbers anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. Wrong. Um. But um. Oh man, I lost my train of thought now. Sorry, I'm uh, so you're sorry. You're all good. You're all good. Um. But um. That that was one of the things I was to do was this DJ mix and it was cool to see this like Alex Turner's kind of like oh yeah this is what I wanted to show you in my hour long mix oh yeah Spotify I believe uh, like Spotify artists too they will uh, they have uh, some of them do actually make playlists on there and I'm like oh this is cool like I have listened to those before yeah like I think Noah Khan has one or maybe he had one but uh, I remember listening I'm like what does this guy listen to let me pick his brain a little bit yeah. And then shit like that. Here, here I go again. Bring up Noah Khan in another <laughs> fucking podcast. I'm sorry. It's fine. We love talking about him. We exactly. Love him. So you've been into. Um, so basically, you've been into the Arctic Monkeys, listening to that recently, quote unquote, released album. That uh, read listening to it at least, giving it a second chance type thing. And then you've been listening to the DJ mix of their uh, their, their own uh, DJ, their own mix. DJ mix. Okay. Yeah, which I thought was weird that it had so much rap music on it. Hey. Um, ain't no thing, dude. If somebody saw my playlist and I, let's say I was a famous, they're like, this guy makes no fucking sense. Because yeah. um, today I added um the song I've always known about, but I don't know why I never added it in the first place. It's called Paper Chasers by Kevin Gates. Fucking it, it it's weirdly wrapped, but I'm like, oh my god, like I, I feel it in Kev, my Kevin in my Gates body. is a he's an interesting fellow. Exactly. Sure. 
And then there's this guy named Connor Price. He's a he's kind of like a TikToky type of guy, uh, but he does put out music that gets like in the 50 million like listens and stuff like that. And I've been listening to his stuff. He does this thing called Spin the Globe. Uh, it's an album he made uh, with a mm-hmm. bunch of artists. So like he made uh, a whole album about spinning a globe, letting his finger land on the globe, and then he co- uh, he finds an artist that he wants to collaborate with, and then he makes a rap song with them. That's so dope. Yeah. What a cool concept. Yeah, it's a really sick concept. And yeah. then like some of them are actually straight fire. Uh, like uh, another one would be like Anderson Pack, just re- uh, and Rick Ross, Cut Him In. That's a song I just added. Then after that, it goes into a little bit of country action. I've been really into country, weirdly enough. Like, well, not weirdly enough, but like a lot more than I have been because there was a time where it was just like straight Noah Khan, straight like sad shit. And now I'm just on the sad shit, but also country side of it. Because I am not um, someone who listens for lyrics, um, country, it gets too samey for me at times. Okay. I need a little bit more production in the country music, which is why I like um, Paul Cotton's. Okay. I liked his production. It was really um, interesting and flavorful, and so it kept me entertained. And okay. then, as on repeated listens, I pick up the lyrics. Okay. And I get into it more. So if your song purely is evoking everything through lyrics itself, mm-hmm. I'm not probably going to connect with it unless I get a lot of listens I wow. could I, I see what you mean by that. Like um with like Billy Strings, I do listen to the lyrics, of course, because that's usually what I look for first. But I'm so like encaptured by the instruments that uh that are in the band. So it's a mandolin, a banjo, a guitar, a cello, and maybe a steel guitar at times, but not all the time. But like those four, there's no percussion in it. I'm just so like, oh my gosh, this is so dope. I love hearing uh, the string instruments play in a certain way to make it sound like it's the percussion for the thing. So like they're all playing at different uh, time signatures in a way also where like it just gives it this real like crazy good feeling that you yeah. uh, in your body. I don't know. Uh, see, that's one person I would say like lyrics are not as important for me to listen to with because I'm so impressed by the actual um, musicianship of them. Uh-huh. Yeah, so that's yeah, I need to listen to Billy Strings. That's so, so good. dope. So good. And, like, his story is really good, too. Like, oh, well, like, it's sad but very good type stuff. Really respect what he went through and then also, like, wh- how he came up now. Like, I think he's getting more popular. Honestly, in general, I'm just really into bluegrass right now. Uh-huh. I just love that feeling of bluegrass, like a bunch of string instruments just having uh, just jamming with each other type stuff. Okay, I'm gonna need to get some artists from you after the podcast because I I, I want to keep expanding on where I'm at. Okay, right now musically, because um, I've I've got some more artists here that I've listened to that I'm trying to expand. Okay, I got all of these artists from TPD TV, the YouTube channel. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, and uh, they're mostly rock and pop punk heavy. That's like their main genres. All right. Um, they love, like hardcore and metal too. Um, so I listened to Biffy Clyro. Never heard of them. Um, they're a band from Scotland, I believe, or Wales. Okay. Um, all these are, the majority are from England. Okay. That's cool. Um, I, I, I couldn't get into them. I, I appreciate they're very, they're, they're good. They sound good. It's just not my type of music. Hey. Um, and so it is what it is. A hundred percent. I also listened to Enter Shikari. I've heard that before. 
Yeah, and they were good. I liked it. Uh, once again, not my cup of tea, but it was good. Like, it okay, was, it was good music. You could still appreciate it, even though mm-hmm. it might be your cup, not be your cup of tea. Okay. Exactly. I could respect that. Uh, then I listened to Royal Blood. Uh, they were boring. It was just like not interesting. It was like the most generic rock music you could ever think of. Okay, heard that. Uh, boring. Um, as I was exploring the Arctic Monkeys, I learned that Alex Turner had a side project. Okay. Um. Uh, it was on Apple Music quotes it as a super group, and I don't, I, I don't know why it's a super group. I can tell you who's in it. Um, so it's Alex Turner from the frontman for the Arctic Monkeys, uh, and he's got members of the Rascals, uh, Simeon Mobile Disco, and Mini Mansions. Interesting. Okay. So it's an interesting group of people, but the band's called the Last Shadow Puppets. <laughs> These names, I kind of love it though. I know these UK like, names; yeah. they don't give a fuck. What was that last one? Enter Shikari, uh, Royal Blood, and Enter oh. Shikari. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, that's that's dope as hell. Honestly, they're fucking awesome names. Yeah, um, but I listened to halfway through that album, and I really like it so far. It's very good. Okay, um, it's it's upbeat, which I like. Heard that. Then I have two artists that I I want to recommend um, that I think everyone should listen to because I think they're really really good, and I'm I'm fucking with their music heavy. One is the Cortiners. Cortiners, okay. Um, we'll text uh, each other these names. So yeah, we, yeah, I will. So you, you can have them. Um, and I'll update the playlist with a lot of this music too, so you can kind of get a listen to it as well. If you uh, go check out the playlist. But the big artist, and I have a specific song to you to listen to, is Blossoms. Okay. Um, once again, another band from the UK. They're a five-part band. Go listen to Charlemagne. I'm gonna. I'll play it for specifically you. Specifically UK, not really just EU. Yeah, specifically UK. All these bands happen to all be British. Okay. Which okay. Is, uh, it it ha- it just happens to be because I watch TBD TV. They are British. They go to British festivals, and the majority of the artists on these lineups are British. Okay. They have you know a couple of international acts for yeah. like the bigger festivals. But so, and they grew up listening to these local bands as they've grown up. So all of my stuff I've listened to recently has been British rock bands and pop punk bands and stuff. Okay, that's sick. Which is interesting. Are they still in that era of being pop punky? Uh, no, it, it's a mix because they like they listen to this, like hardcore and metal stuff. Oh, okay, too. okay, okay. Um, so it's not all pop punk. But, okay, but Blossoms is a fantastic indie pop group. Ghost in a Charlemagne, it fucking slaps. Um, some of their songs, I get such a fucking Greta Van Fleet vibe. Oh. But if they went pop, they're rock. Interesting. And it is fun and it's exciting and just, oh, I love this band. I'm that re- sounds actually very intriguing. Yeah, I really think you should listen to, uh, everyone should listen to Blossoms. They're really cool. Ghost in a Charlemagne. And if that's the only song you like from, great. Because it's a great fucking song. You can put it into any playlist. All right. But yeah, that's where I've been. Oh, one more. This rapper, I couldn't get into him. His his voice is weird, though. Uh, Baby Drill. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> I, that name. I, I, I'm still not back on rap. I, I doesn't, I don't know. Baby I, Drill. Yeah. Okay. He had an interesting voice. All right, all right. But, all right, uh, we are going over on time. <laughs> Noah, do you have anything else you want to add? Um, uh, actually, I think this is going to be my third time in a row recommending a... Uh, a Coulter Wall song. I've been really into Coulter Wall. Okay, go for it. And uh, the song is, why am I not finding it? It's right, where the heck did it go? Oh, Sleeping, uh, Sleeping on the Blacktop. That song, absolute fire. 
I love that song. Man, you can't do that in Texas. You would die. Yeah. Sleeping on the Blacktop at Coulter Wall. Check it out. Okay. Uh, my recommendation is going to be Charlemagne uh, by Blossoms. Okay. Because it's a pop song and uh, pop does well. Heard that. We love that. So uh, that's going to do it for us here at Riffs on Tap. This has been episode number 65. Thank you so much for listening, y'all. If you would like to follow us on social media as well as check out our playlist of music like I mentioned before, you can find that at riffsontap.com where we'll have links for everything. Apple Music, Spotify, links to past episodes uh, on all the various podcast platforms as well as links to where you can follow us on our social media. But if you like what you heard, please share it uh, with others. Word of mouth is a great way to spread the news of the show. Um, and we just want to thank you all so much for listening. Uh, it's been 65 episodes. It's been a long run. And uh, we're really excited to keep making the show. I'm really sad Riley couldn't be here today, but he will be here next week. As well as next week, we will have our festival tips episode. I mentioned we were going to do that today. Not having Riley here wouldn't kind of be right. Not everyone's input on stuff. So next week, expect those festival tips of you, you get ready for festival season and start traveling. A lot of major festivals coming up. But that's going to do it for us here. Thank you so much for watching, and we will see you next week. Bye-bye.